Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 555 and Quiet Riot on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be, uh, well, going to see a Class 3 kill storm coming in uh, probably starting tonight. We'll, we'll talk more about that with the uh, Dave Hayes, the weather nut guy, coming up this morning. It's Marty Caproni in the studio again. What's up, Steve? How are you? Good morning. I'm I'm uh, I'm excited. This is uh, yeah. this is a better Monday than I usually have. Yeah. See, Bax again is sick. Uh, so then you were nice enough to say, yeah, I'm I'm available for uh, for crappy radio in the uh, Monday morning. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm gonna do my best to try to fill uh, those uh, legendary broadcast shoes here. I'm I'm excited. Uh, I uh, I gotta say, uh, not my normal Monday morning. This is not uh, this is not usually what I'm up. No, typically, uh, what are you mixing uh, Jägermeisters and uh, right about now I'm beer u- funnels <laughs> at uh, six ten. Right, right about now I'm usually putting down my last drink, yeah. you know. Uh, but uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. I'm excited to hear about this uh, kill storm. That sounds friendly. Yeah, you know, I I didn't hear anything about the weather until yesterday, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, Tuesday you're getting two feet of snow." I'm like, "Whoa, where did that come from?" Kill storm. Yeah, like, uh, uh, could it make it more o- ominous sounding? Or uh, well, um, these these types of weather events are like pornography for for weather uh, people. That's why they keep naming it. Nor'easter yeah. doesn't have the pop anymore, so now they got to yeah. switch it up to Kill Storm. Well, I, I think Connect doesn't Connect. I think Channel Three in Connecticut names the storms. I haven't figured. Out, I haven't seen the name <laughs> for this one yet. They name Nor'easters. Oh well, was... I don't know why, but they do. But anyway, uh, comedian Marty Caproni is going to be within uh, be as guest host for the rest of this morning. I'm I'm trying to wake up too. Yes, yeah, well, I'm tired from the weekend. Um, but uh, we got uh, Scott Cohen coming up after 7 o'clock. We got uh, the weather guy and uh, all kinds of fun stuff, and we'll do Hollywood trash coming up after 6 o'clock. It's uh, 5.57 with Max and Nagel and Marty Caproni this morning on Rock 102. Pro Contra. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 6.07 and Van Halen on Rock 102. Bax and Nagel show. Bax is out sick. Uh, in uh, his place is uh, comedian Marty Caproni. Good morning, Marty. Good morning, Steve. How are you? We're doing all right. Uh, we're gonna we'll, we'll get to we'll get some bits done. We'll, we'll we'll do this show. We'll we'll get through this. We'll do our best. Uh, yeah, we will try to do our best. <laughs> uh, coming up after seven o'clock is uh, sports guru Scott Cohen. I know you love sports. You're always excited to talk about them. <laughs> well, I was thinking, I'm like, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I should ask Marty. Uh, hey, can you watch a sports game today or some some sort of event? Some form of a I'm, game. I'm much too busy with my Oscars research. That's that's what I was doing this morning. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Hollywood Trash is brought to you by uh, Aquapump. Aquapump is the expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. And in chance of uh, stormy weather, which we're going to be getting, if you have storm damage affecting your water, call Aquapump in Stafford Springs. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, it was kind of expected, and it pretty much happened. Everything, everywhere, all at once won most of the Oscars it was up for, specifically 7 out of 10, including Best Picture. The only uh, acting award it didn't win was Best Actor, but they didn't have a nominee in that category. Uh, Brendan Fraser won that for The Whale. And to be honest, I was a little worried he was going to have a heart attack during that speech. <laughs> Did you see any of that? <laughs> I just can't believe Encino, man. Yeah, you know? I, I know. 
If you, if you, I'm not to date ourselves, but it is a classic rock station. I can't believe if you went back in time and said, "Hey, this guy is gonna win an Oscar someday." Yeah, you you wouldn't picture that. Nope, no, you wouldn't. He but, was uh, he was in a, he was in like obviously he was in the Mummy, but he was in a bunch of other movies. Um, was that school where he was he was like a Jewish kid, but he was attending a Catholic school and he was trying to hide the fact that he was Jewish? Do you remember this school ties? Is that something a, like yeah, that? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He was in a bunch of those movies. I mean, now that betting uh, online is legal in Massachusetts, I was looking everywhere for a prop bet to bet for him having a heart attack during a speech, but I couldn't find one. So yeah, I don't think they offer that on the uh, on the on the uh, FanDuel app. The best I can see is he got an Oscar for uh, for being a fat guy, which uh, gives me some hope. You know, I'm looking looking at being in the running next year. You know, things are looking up for this overweight crowd in America. <laughs> I'm telling you, one day we'll be able to be fat and free and nobody will judge us. Body positivity. Uh, Ki-hoi, or he, Ki-hai Kwan won Best Supporting Actor for Everything Everywhere, which means along with Brendan's win later in the night, two of the stars of the 1992 cinematic classic Encino Man are now Oscar winners. How about that? <laughs> Uh, Michelle Yeoh won Best Actress, and Jamie Lee Curtis won Best Supporting Actress, beating co-star Stephanie Hsu. Uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schnert also won Best Directors and Best Original Screenplay. Jimmy Kimmel did make several references to the slap, uh, starting with his monologue. He said, quote, We have strict policies in place. If anyone in this theater commits an act of violence at any point during the show, you will be awarded the Oscar for Best Actor and be permitted to give an 18-minute long speech. <laughs> Which is actually kind of funny, that's since really that's funny. what he did. Uh, he added, uh, quote, seriously, the Academy has a crisis team in place. If anything unpredictable or violent happens during the ceremony, just do what you did last year. Nothing. Nope. <laughs> maybe give, maybe even give the assailant a hug. <laughs> At the end of the show, Jimmy went backstage and flipped over a number on a board to indicate that there has now been one consecutive Oscar ceremony without incident. Then he high-fived the cocaine bear who showed up earlier in the night to present an award with Elizabeth Banks. You know, you're talking about declassing a, uh, an event with, 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 with somebody, you know, last year with the act of violence, and now you're you're slapping high fives with the cocaine bear? Yeah. Well, listen, if you're going to go in a direction, that's the right one to go after, uh, after last year. Jimmy also joked about whether Robert Blake would be included in the memoriam segment. He was not. John Travolta got choked up introducing that segment, probably at uh, least in part because it included his longtime friend Olivia Newton-John. Other absentees, in addition to Blake, included Paul Sorvino, Anne Heche, and Gilbert Gottfried. They all mentioned on the Oscar website, along with a few other snubs you may have noticed. Wow, they mentioned Gilbert, huh? Yeah. Look at that. One of the guys, I still have his number in my phone. I know. I do, I, too. I have a guy who was on the Oscars in my phone. That's, uh, I, I'm classier than I thought. I'll one-up you. Okay. I got Bill Cosby's uh, number in my phone. <laughs> do you really? Shelburne Falls home. <laughs> well, I, if I can't sleep well before tomorrow's show. <laughs> I, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Can I get something to... <laughs> Take the edge off, yeah. Bill. Dr. Cosby, here he is. <laughs> uh, Harrison Ford presented Best Picture, which went to everything everywhere. And Indiana Jones and Short Round shared a hug nearly 40 years after the Temple of Doom. Aww. People think uh, Angela Bassett shaded Jamie Lee Curtis after losing Best uh, Supporting Actress to her. I don't know. I didn't see that. I don't know. Uh, Lady Gaga? What? 
That's the, as the kids say, throwing shade. Throwing shade. Okay. Lady Gaga stopped on the red carpet to help a photographer who fell. Then later, she completely ditched her pre-show glam to perform Hold My Hand in a T-shirt, ripped jeans, and no makeup. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And Hugh Grant called himself uh, basically a scrotum. Fitting since a lot of people think he was being a tool during his red carpet interview with Ashley Graham earlier in the day. I, I think did, I think he thought that Brendan Fraser was throwing shade, but it's just uh, can't help it because of the size. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> uh, the other uh, so we did everything everywhere was pretty much the um, the winner. Do you want to know who did the best film edi- editing? I would love to know who that did the was. Best. Everything everywhere oh, all at okay. once. Do you want to know who did? Uh, uh, what is it? Best makeup and hairstyling? Riveted, like to know that. The whale. The whale is Well, be- because, you know, I could see uh, that's that was a suit. He said he had to put on that suit, like, every day. Oh, it was a suit. Yeah. I thought I thought you were going to just say he was like, I spent six hours in the chair every day for makeup, but uh, they just put foundation on my face, but it took a long time. Yeah, no. That's a lot not, of face. That's not how that works. <laughs> uh, best costume design was Black Panther. Huh? Springfield native right there. Um, the lady who won. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's she, right. she is a Springfield yeah. native. Yeah. Uh, Top Gun Maverick had the best sound. I mean, I guess. I, I'm actually surprised that didn't win more awards. Really? Did you watch it? Well, but not for the storyline. I'm talking about, like, the graphics and the, uh, the you know, the, the cinematography in that thing. I mean, some of those, those camera shots were okay. pretty wild. I mean... But the movie itself sucked. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. Uh, other than like if there was an Oscar for uh, best holding it together in a greased up volleyball scene, Tom Cruise could win. But other than that, I, I didn't see much about that movie that I thought was Oscar worthy. But then again, what do I know? Yeah. And, and while the uh, the Oscars recognize the best performances, here's the worst with the uh, Golden Raspberry Award winners. Oh, here we go. Uh, worst picture, Blonde. Worst actor, Jared Leto. And uh, worst remake or ripoff, Disney's Pinocchio. Wow. I didn't see that one. No. Uh, slipped by me. <laughs> <laughs> and Kim Kardashian was seen in an uh, After Hours Oscar party last night. Kim was? Yeah. Oh, what did she have to say? Oh, my God. The last time I was at an Oscar party was when Ray J gave me an award for starring in How Stella Got Her Tube Packed in that sex tape <laughs> you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. What movie was that against? How Stella Got Her Tube Packed. <laughs> oh, God. What? And Caitlin. And Caitlin? Oh, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, felt the two-finger squish mitten. Couldn't wait to devour the foot-long fudge bullet. I'm sorry, what? What are you trying to Oh, uh, what are you trying to say? Oh, what I'm trying to say is I pearl necklace the mosquito bite so she could gobble it up like a hungry, hungry hippo. Mm. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! Could you use. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 623 and the Black Crows on Rock 102. Uh, gonna see uh, cloudy skies today and then. Uh, we have some winter weather moving in throughout the Pioneer Valley. Uh, could be uh, severe at times uh, tomorrow, uh, for the most part. And uh, we're not really sure on the accumulation, but we will talk to the uh, weather guy, Dave Hayes, the weather nut, coming up after uh, 8 o'clock. I can't wait to find out about this kill storm. 
Well, I mean, I didn't hear anything about it until like yesterday. And then all of a sudden they're like, ah, two feet of snow. And I'm like, what? What? I mean, I don't want to accuse our colleagues in the media of hyping things up for ratings, but it seems like this year every storm that we've had has been overhyped. Yeah. And then we get two inches of snow. Yes, but then when they underhype it, then we get get uh, the class three kill storm that we're about to get. Uh, just to remind you, it's time for Rock 102's Bracket Brawl, presented by Bud Light. Go to rock102.com now and make your picks before the first game on March 16th. Make the best picks of the whole tournament. Get a $500 cash card. You pick every game correctly, you could win a million dollars. It's Rock 102's Bracket Ball, presented by Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy, the Hangar Pub and Grill, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. So, uh, weekend? You have a good weekend? Uh, great weekend, Steve. Interesting one. Uh, you can appreciate this being a fellow comedian. Uh, I received quite a bit of heckling on uh, Friday night, and... Uh, the gentleman uh, was uh, was relentless in his heckling, and uh, I, of course, made uh, joking comments about him getting home safe and everything else, and then uh, woke yesterday morning to a text message uh, that through the grapevine, this poor gentleman had picked up an OUI mm. after the comedy show. Well, that, uh, that'll teach you a lesson. <laughs> Guess so. What? Uh, where was this uh, that you did a show on? Well, I, I don't want to make it too uh, targeted. What was so the exact address? <laughs> it was in Westfield, Massachusetts. Oh, actually. there you go. All right. It was in Westfield. It was actually at, at my uh, my my buddy's place there. My buddy Joey Buddha, his place, yeah. uh, the Nook uh, in Westfield, was where the show was at, which was a lot of fun. Uh, great, great dude. Great, great room. Great show. I hope people keep going out and supporting it. The, the owners there are awesome. They play vinyl. It's like a kind of a hipster bar now. It's not It's not what it was back in our heyday where it was just a dive bar where you had to fight your way out of there. Do you think the uh, the heckling has become uh, more prevalent now, not only with that Oscar slap <sighs> thing, but with the influx of videos being shared on Facebook of comedians I don't even know who these comedians are. Yeah. They're just they're just people who've taped themselves at an open mic or even at a, a just a showcase show, and are sh- it's one joke of them annihilating somebody and that's it. Yeah, you know it, it makes me think if if we had cameras back in the heyday coming up when we did like Uncle Larry's and all those places, um, we'd probably not even be here right now. Right, you know we'd probably be in the hills in L.A. A lot of these kids are posting these crowd work clips with hecklers or whatever, yeah. and then that's it. Overnight, it blows them up. Next thing you know, they have an agent, a manager, a publicist, and, so why and they're you touring. Do that? I've thought of it, Steve. I've thought of it, but uh, you know, it seems like a lot of work. <laughs> you know, it's Set funny. Up it's a funny. Like, I, I look at a guy like you, and you know, like you're just like me. You're just like you had all these creative juices going on there, but you're kind of lazy. You know, yeah, don't want to really. Yeah, do you, you know what it is. I, like most comedians, I hate yeah. myself too. Yeah. So, like when I see a video of myself or I hear, I'm like, ugh, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, these kids don't have any uh, awareness or self awareness or anything like that, so they'll throw up uh, crowd work clips. Some of them are very good, some of them are mediocre. But yeah. uh, if that algorithm likes them, you know, they're off. To, they're off to the races. They get a career. Well, there you go. You know. Um, Say so yesterday, I did the polar plunge over oh. at Hampton Ponds for the uh, Special Olympics. Yeah, in how Massachusetts. Was that? Uh, well, it was a great turnout, and and the and the cool thing is they raised over like sixty five thousand dollars for the uh, for the wow. for Special Olympics, which was awesome. But um, again, uh, isn't there a better way to raise money? Like I know they do. Uh, listen, they do a great job. It was for a great organization. 
But maybe a celebrity bar night or or, 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 or maybe even a 5K race. Something Jumping in the water in the middle of winter is just not really the best, you know, scenario. Well, not only is it risky, you know what I mean, the older you get to be jumping into freezing water, but it's also risky to jump into Hampton Ponds. <laughs> Yeah, they, you don't know what you're stepping on when you walk into that pond. 65,000 in the middle of August, and I might struggle with yeah. it. So I give you a lot of credit. Did you actually jump in or no? Oh, no, God, no. I oh, wouldn't good. do that. Right, no, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm telling other people to go jump in. That's I didn't my know job. if you wanted to show off that new Peloton chiseled uh, body that you're working on now. It's not really quite chiseled yet. I still got this uh, like uh, mushroom thing going on. Well, that sounds personal, Steve. Well, like, you know, my pants, if you, you see over here, my shirts yeah. and my pants are getting huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm kind of melting underneath, but I still got that, like, uh, that fupa thing going on down here. Yeah, like, you'll you know. get that. You'll, you keep chasing that uh, girl eventually. in a sports bra. You're going to, you'll get that. That'll be gone in a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, uh, Olivia Amato. Uh, is that her name? That's the, her name. The lady? <laughs> well, one of them. Then there's em, there's Emma Love. There's... Uh, there's the other one. It sounds like you're spending an inordinate amount of time on this bicycle, and I don't know if it's all for health purposes. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like it's like okay, yeah, I'm working out today. How am I how am I supposed to continue working out? Looking at that though, all, all morning long. <laughs> one hand on the handlebars. That's all. You yeah, need. yeah. Hey, you're shifting <laughs> gears. That's your that's your ten speed right there. Uh, it is six twenty nine. It's Bax and Nagel. Marty Caproni in for guest host this week. Uh, we got news coming up next. I rock one hundred two. Is your roof and I five two one one two for details. It's 6.31 at Rock 102. It is time for news, which is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days, and it includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. And now for news, local radio icon Steve Nagel. Oh, look at that. I like, like that. Pro. We gotta, like uh, pro. We got to get some boom behind that. Maybe some echo chambers. Yeah, I need and, some effects. Yeah, some, some kind of stuff. Uh, again, we are in for a Class 3 kill storm. The 22 News Storm Team issued a weather alert for Monday and Tuesday for significant snow in western Massachusetts. So if it came from the 22, we don't really know if it's true or not. <laughs> a winter storm warning will be in effect from 8 p.m. tonight to 8 a.m. Wednesday for Franklin, Western, and uh, Hampshire, and Western Hamden County, and 5 p.m. Monday to 8 a.m. on Wednesday for Berkshire County for the possibility of significant snowfall accumulation. They're talking 10 to 20 inches of snow Jeez. in some of those higher elevations. Some light rain and snow are likely on Monday with little to no snow accumulation during the daylight hours. Uh, potential for some heavy wet snow and a wintry mix tonight into tomorrow morning. And then Tuesday morning would be the most greatly impacted by the storm. Highest snowfall accumulation will be in the Berkshires and the Berkshire foothills. That's where I live. That's where you're at. This is also the area of the greatest risk of power outages and tree structure damage from the heavy snow and wind. Oh, fantastic. It sounds lovely. Hey, you want to stay home and take care of your house? No, I'm sorry. I have to drive an hour and a half in the snow to Rock 102 to play Sweet Home Alabama. How does that work? Are, can we just come in and sleep in the studio? Is no. That, no? Well, it's, uh, it's always been part of the deal, like... You got to be here no matter what. Hell or high water. Hell or high water. I remember we had this one boss that made me come. Remember, uh, well, we had, I think it was the the Storm Irene back in like 2011. And then shortly after that, there was another potential hurricane that didn't get that bad here. Yeah. Was Sandy maybe? Sandy maybe. It was like maybe on the New Jersey and the Connecticut coast that got hammered, but not here. It didn't really affect us here. That was Sandy. They they had me come in here at midnight 
to give weather updates oh. throughout the night. Oh, that because, was lovely, yeah. huh? Because they kids at home and come in. And- well, I mean, my that was when my wife was yeah. still around and uh, she was at home with the kids. But it was just like, yeah, I'm going to go stay overnight at the radio station and give you weather <laughs> updates about something that's not even really happening uh- <laughs> here. So uh, we're 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 not to we're just basically going to risk it all to to get in in the morning is how how it works. Well, this has always been the job that uh, you have to be here to tell everybody else to not go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I always thought was lead by example. Ironic. They say usually, but uh, not in this case. Well, good for backs. I mean, if you're going to pick a day to uh, to not be in, this is a great day. You know, yeah, yeah. this is a good run, good run, smart move on his part. One person, uh, now we actually go to serious news. Uh, One person is dead after a shooting on the 100 block of Cadwell Drive on Friday in Springfield. According to Ryan Walsh, at approximately 7 p.m., officers were sent to Cadwell Drive after reports of a gunshot victim. The victim was sent to Bay State Medical Center where he died due to his injuries. The adult suspect was arrested. Uh, the adult man suspect was arrested at the incident. The department's homicide unit is investigating the shooting. And uh, apparently we'll get more updates from 22 News as they become available. But that was Friday. It's Monday. Not really sure what's going on there. Your friends at 22 News. That's right. Uh, A serious head-on car crash in Greenfield on the Mohawk Trail shut down Route 2 in both directions for several hours yesterday afternoon. According to Greenfield Police Deputy Chief uh, William Gordon, uh, there are several injuries as a result of the two-car crash, which occurred around 3.30 p.m. on Saturday. A total of five people sustained injuries, including two parents from one vehicle who were airlifted to Bay State's trauma unit where two children, while their two children were transported by ambulance. A fifth unrelated person was sent by ambulance to Bay State Franklin Medical Center. No word on the cause of the crash. However, police say they did find a suspicious substance in one of the vehicles. Crashes under investigation by the Greenfield Police Department, Mass State Police, and the Northwestern DA's office. The uh, Palmer police were sent to a domestic violence incident where a victim was stabbed on Saturday. According to Palmer police, they were sent to domestic disturbance at a residence on Saturday at around 9.45 a.m. When officers arrived, they discovered that a person had been stabbed. That victim sustained non-life-threatening injuries, and the suspect had left the residence in a vehicle. Police and dispatch personnel placed a bolo for the suspect. The suspect was eventually taken into custody without issue and the assistance of the Mass State Police after they located the vehicle. Palmer Police Criminal Investigation Division is conducting the investigation due to the fact that it is a domestic violence incident. Uh, no identifying information is being released at this time. Uh, police have provided, uh, Granby Police are providing another update on Granby Girl, who was identified as Patricia Ann Tucker. According to the department, investigators have located Laura Holmes and spoke with her family. Holmes was one of the last known people to have seen Patricia's husband, Gerald Coleman, in August of 1978 when he dropped off Patricia's son, Matthew, at Holmes' house in Chicopee. Holmes was expecting Coleman and Patricia to return a few hours later, but they never returned to pick up Matthew. Granby police were looking to talk to Holmes or anyone that may have known her. This is pretty uh, interesting how they can take these pieces of DNA 40, 50 years after an incident. And go back and find somebody. And identify somebody. On uh, November 15th of 1978, uh, Patricia's body was found hidden underneath a log in the woods near Amherst Road in Granby. She was found shot in the head and likely died in June of 1978. She was married at the time to Coleman, and they owned a home in East Hampton, Connecticut. Coleman never reported his wife missing while he died in prison on separate charges in 1996. I don't want to. I don't want to implicate this gentleman in the trial, but it seems suspicious if your wife is found under a log, 
and you've never reported her missing. Well, I was too busy being in prison for other things. <laughs> it, it is kind of... It doesn't it make it like when you, you think about like how people conduct themselves yeah. and how people can go through life carrying that with them and not, never say a word about not it. Not break he didn't even break a sweat, that guy. It is kind of it is kind of weird how how that uh, works out. Did you uh did you have any issues with the uh, daylight savings time springing ahead? Well, you know, um, my apologies to everybody along uh, Roosevelt Avenue this morning while I was going 60 to get here. Uh, no, I didn't. It was every, everything it, was fine. Just woke up perfect. Did you think it was four, uh, 641? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they, they uh, well, we were talking about this. They're, they're, they're now talking about uh, erasing the uh, daylight savings time for us. Yeah. So we just leave the clocks, which I'm, uh, I'm in favor of now as of today, as of this morning. About keeping it this way. Yeah. It's supposed to stay this way. Yeah. But I don't know if that is actually passed. Have they passed that bill? Like, is that going to be, you know, I know they were talking about how they don't want it to go back, but I didn't actually hear that the legislation was passed or not. Well, the uh, the headline I have over here on my uh, on my Rock 102 news machine, mm. uh, a.k.a. the uh, computer with WWLP on it, says lawmakers renew push for permanent daylight savings time. Which I think means they have not passed it yet. Yeah, see, I think it's gonna get it's gonna happen again, and we're gonna go back to doing this again. In you know, it's uh, it's like we were talking about with politics in general. That everyone says every year, this is a bad idea. This is a good idea, and then everyone talks and argues over, it, and then nothing changes. Yeah, <laughs> and then we all just go back and deal with the it, same crap over do, and over again. Yeah, well, that's that that we're creatures of habit. That's it. Uh, the Russell Police Department, actually, the Russell Montgomery Police Department. Oh. Now, now they're two, they're two uh, towns. They, oh, they've they've uh, they've divided. Their- they've merged. Oh, yeah, wow. Which uh, which kind of sucks now because now there's a cop doing speed traps in front of the town hall, ah. which uh, usually you were able to go by there 80, 90 miles an hour and not have a worry. Yeah, I thought you lived somewhere uh, where it was completely lawless, like Mad Max or whatever. Yeah, it was close to lawless, and then some of the people <laughs> at Russell complained. Well, they got to ruin it. But the uh, the Russell Montgomery police responded to a structure fire at Strathmore Paper Mill Number 2. This place has been on fire more times in the last three <laughs> years it's a vacant paper factory. What could go wrong? Well, on <laughs> Sunday afternoon, be- the Mass State Police and the Russell Fire Department also responded to the fire where they discovered three juveniles from out of town inside the mill. I was gonna that was gonna be my first bet. I was gonna say, let me know if it was some young kids or some uh addicts. What it, what does that mean out of town? Because you're on the in that area, you're in the Russell Westfield line. Like you're right there. That's that big Pike Bridge that right. goes over the, yeah. over the Mass Pike. That means they ain't from here, which means probably they're from Springfield. That's yeah, my but guess. you could be from Westfield, even though you were arrested right on the in line. Russell. Yeah, <laughs> right. On oh, the they're line. From, they're out of towners these, up here. These damn out of towners. Uh, paper mill on fire. The fire is currently being investigated, and if uh, if anyone know, if anyone has any information about the incident, you're asked to call the police. This again, I think it's like the fourth fire within oh, the sure. last couple of years. This guy buys this place at a, like a tax discount. Oh, of course, you know, yeah, like yeah. one of these. 
You know, I think he paid like uh, $15,000 or something for- Insures it for $20 million yeah. and then mysteriously it, it just keeps catching on fire. I'm probably wrong about the numbers, but it was like a low amount. And this yeah. guy, you know, supposedly it was going to be turned into this marijuana cultivation facility and all this other oh, stuff. Sure. Now, that would have been fun if it caught on fire then. Yeah, but it's, a, it's just odd that- <laughs> You know, these fires keep happening at the same place. I think and, anyone listening in Hoyoke right now is like, is it really that odd, Steve? Because <laughs> every yeah. summer, you know, with View Street Tavern, where Loft is, a shameless pug, uh, we used to sit up there on the deck and uh, have our beer during the summer, and we like to watch all the mills catch on fire in Hoyoke. It's nice. It's like fireworks. Well, it's a beautiful time of year, yeah. especially uh, especially in the fall. It's like the leaves changing. Uh, you just watch the mills catch on fire. Yeah, the, you're the, you're the mill peepers. Yeah, or the yeah. mill peepers. <laughs> exactly. Every October we get together on top of U Street and we sometimes watch we all drive the out, mills burn. Yeah, sometimes Holyoke. we drive all the way out to uh, to Russell. You know. Uh, cannabis has uh, strong ties to Jamaican culture, but it's not uh, legal. It's not like a legal free for all there. No. Uh, and this person found out the hard way that that's not true. A 37 year old Mar- American woman was busted a couple of weeks ago after trying to bring 20 ounces of weed into Jamaica. The dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Wouldn't you want to take it out of Jamaica? Wouldn't that be where the good stuff is? Literally the definition of bringing sand to the beach. Uh, Uh, Yeah, and when she was caught, she told customs officers she wanted to show her Jamaican friends that there is, quote, better weed in the United States. (laughs) What do you think her point was? Did she think in her head they're like, okay, lady, (laughs) and just let wave her through? Okay, lady, no problem. (laughs) Yeah, boy. Uh, do you? <laughs> we did this thing a couple of weeks ago where it was like it was this thing going around among the kids. Yeah, yeah. If you say uh, "I hate happiness," but say it with a like a Jamaican voice, "I hate a penis," <laughs> "I hate a penis." <laughs> Do you? Are you depressed? Do you hate happiness too? <laughs> Anyway, when she got caught, she told customer she wanted to bring the better weed in, and then the woman was from New York and had a license to have marijuana for medical purposes, but she did not have permission to bring it to Jamaica. Yeah. Last week, a court ordered her to pay a fine of $30,000 or do 30 days in jail for importing the drug. 30 days in jail doesn't seem like that bad. 30 days Unless in a Jamaican prison. A Jamaican prison. jail. You're not, it's not 30 days in like the Hamden no. County jail where, you know, nobody and, wants to be in jail. But, yeah, I'd probably rather be at Hamden County. Yeah, I think I'd trust uh, Kochi's operation before yeah, yeah. Uh, Jamaican jail. Right. And I think uh, when they're like, what are you in for? And she's like, well, I brought some weed here because I thought it was better than yours. <laughs> and they all start laughing. It's like, it's like a collective. They, they, he can't even get through the sentencing because he's laughing so, so hard, hard that you thought that your weed would be better than our weed here. When I was in, a, when I was in college, I booked the Whalers, Bob Marley's band, which made up of some of his aunts and cousins and yeah. uh, one of his sons. I booked them and I put myself in charge of their hospitality. I had one job, just to walk them from their tour bus to the stage 200 yards away. And uh, I got on the bus and these guys were really cool. They're like, sit down, white boy, sit down. And they started playing VCR tapes, that's how old the story is, of home movies of them and Bob Marley. And they all lit up joints and smoked them. And then when it came time for us to walk off the bus, I took two steps off the bus and immediately sat down on the ground and was like, just pointed. And I was like, the stage is that way. Mm. I will be here for the next two to three hours recovering from just sitting on the bus. I wasn't even partaking, but uh, 
I learned that I don't think the Jamaican weed is created very similar to uh, U.S. weed. I no, think it's I think a little it's, bit better. Uh, a lot better, probably. <laughs> a lot better. I wish I could try that stuff. I wish I could try stuff from other places. You know, I've never been to Jamaica, but everybody that I know goes says mm-hmm. when you get off the thing at the airport, there's always a guy with a newspaper and he opens it up like you want the news and it's just all weed in there. So I can't even understand what part of this woman was like. This is a great idea. Tw- 20 ounces, by the way. How long were you going on vacation for? Yeah, really? How you much do I mean? you need? You brought over a pound of weed to Jamaica. I'm sharing it with all my friends. <laughs> Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, winter storm warning will be in effect from 8 p.m. this evening to 8 a.m. on Wednesday. Heavy snow expected. Total accumulations 10 to 20 inches, depending on where you are throughout the Pioneer Valley. And winds gusting as high as 55 miles per hour. So that could make for a very, very messy commute tomorrow and uh, could cause some power outages uh, throughout the area. Uh, class 3 kill storm, if you will. Kill Going all the way until Wednesday. Uh, with a high of 40. It is 36 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Hey, it's Pat. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 654 and the Beatles on Rock 102. Uh, Bax and Nagel show. Bax is out sick. Uh, in the in his place is uh, comedian Marty Caproni, who's filling in for co-host uh, here for the next couple of days. I'm excited um, to be here. And uh, Scott Cohen is coming up uh, after 7 o'clock. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is uh, going to be uh, rainy today. And then the precipitation starts after 5 o'clock tonight. A winter storm warning will be in effect from 8 p.m. tonight until 8 a.m. on Wednesday morning. Uh, 10 to 20 inches of snow possible throughout the Pioneer Valley. That is a kill storm. It's a kill storm. <laughs> you know what? It's like we haven't had this kind of wet... Remember we used to get these like every week? Yeah. yeah. It was never a big deal growing up. You remember like the big deal was like when we got like three and a half feet of snow. Yeah. That was it. Now it's like two inches. Everyone freaks out, you know. Yeah, but now we're finally getting significant snowfall. Which, right. You know, at the end of the season, you so, know, the spring is going to be here next week. I'm still not sold. We're going to have to wait till we get the weather nut on here, so I can uh, I can find. I I'm still not sold on this. Yeah, we're going to talk to uh, Dave Hayes, the weather nut, uh, who can be more accurate than local meteorologists uh, sometimes. Not the hardest job. <laughs> not the hardest accomplishment, I think. Well, I yeah, I think there is a, there is a, a science to it, and I think uh, rather than you know, this guy actually follows the stuff, like sure. gets in. Do it as opposed to the one that just says, "Oh, well, this is what it says off the uh, off the Doppler machine." And he's completely uh, he's completely impartial, right? He doesn't he doesn't have to hype up a, a storm to uh, you know to right. push stuff. So we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, Friday night, I uh, I was the DJ for the middle school dance at my my kids' middle school. Oh, how did that go? It was actually pretty good. It yeah. was uh, all the kids had, seemed to ha- seemed to have a great time. Uh, I don't know, maybe they're talking crap about me now. <laughs> today. Yeah, <laughs> your dad's a trash DJ. Well, you know, because I I did the I did a prom years ago. Yeah, uh, and I vowed that I would never do one of those again. <laughs> and because these kids went on like this, uh, they tried to. Like uh, cancel me on Twitter? No. Afterward. Yeah, because I it was back in like 2016, and uh, it was, I think it was Chickabee Comp, maybe. Oh, I think I well, did. there you go. Sure. And it was at Shea uh, Joseph. Okay. And uh, and and I like all I I I played you know what I could you know for them. Sure. And then uh, and then when I when I went to on back on the air the following Tuesday. <laughs> 
I I said, you know, it's like it, it's like um kind of like adult like is it, it the dancing is I was being one of those old guys. Yeah, like right. the dancing is just too much. Like these kids are uh, making dirty kids. movies. These crazy kids in there. Yeah. Dancing. <laughs> Well, because it's shocking when you're an adult and then you watch, like, you know, children yes. basically dancing and like, twerking and doing all Ugh. this stuff. And it's just like, oh, man, no, 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 no. Like, this is not supposed to be happening. So I made that comment. And then all of a sudden I get home and I, and I hardly ever use Twitter. Oh, boy. And I, and I look down at my Twitter app and there's like 200 notifications on Twitter. Oh, no. And uh, one of these kids at that class, like, wrote, uh, worst DJ ever. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it was like all of these things, and then I don't know. The kid was going to be a baseball player for Western New England, so wow. I, I then that this is this is what they do. I I make fun of the kid. That yeah, was, of course. I was like, oh, I wonder if Western New England knows uh, they're hiring this kid for their baseball program, <laughs> and then that that's where I really offended them. Oh no, you need to take that down. <gasps> You hurt, you hurt them in their safe their space. Fe- yeah, see, <laughs> they can hurt your feelings, but you can't. Hurt no, theirs. no. I yeah. so your and your your uh, your daughter actually uh, was uh, positive feedback. She enjoyed she enjoyed your your choices. Yeah, I uh, you know usually most kids would be embarrassed by their parents doing something like I, that, uh, but my kid was fine with it. I would have thought it would be really funny if you went on and you just played whatever the rotation is on Rock One Hundred Two for these kids that they've never like. You're, here's some more Thin Lizzy. Well, honestly, <laughs> you know, know, and here's the thing. Uh, it was an 80s-themed dance. Oh, okay. Well, then and you're it, right and in the wheelhouse. One of the other teachers was saying, you know, like, you know, TikToks and all this other stuff have brought back to life. It's true. These, these 80s tunes and, and all and Stranger Things and, and all those things have, have brought back brought the 80s back to life. There's a, there's a girl on Instagram who um, she has created a giant follower. Her name's Anna Mall. And she is dressed up in all 80s gear with the teased hair and the yeah. aquanet and everything. Yeah. Huge amount of followers. Yeah. It's huge. Uh, it, it, things you catch know. on. I don't know why things go Wait long enough and it'll become cool again, I guess. You know? That's right. I'm still waiting for that. Uh Still waiting for Jesus Jones to make that comeback. <laughs> God, there's a reference. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the coolest kid on the block because I got all their album. <laughs> Jesus Jones. I got every single one of their album. <laughs> it is uh, six fifty nine. We got Scott Cohen coming up. It's Max and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Is that Rock one hundred two? Springfield's classic rock. It's seven ten and you two on Rock one hundred two. Uh, winter storm warning will be in effect tonight from eight p.m. Uh, until 8 a.m. on Wednesday. Uh, what that means is 10 to 20 inches of snow throughout the Pioneer Valley. And uh, you can see heavy winds and power outages. Oh, it's going to be a beautiful Class 3 kill storm. But uh, an even bigger disaster is right here in the studio with us this morning. Uh, let's give it up for, uh, for for Mr. Scott Cohen. Scott. Everybody from one big fat phony to another. Yeah, well, hey, I'll, you know. I'll take that. Yeah. Listen, doesn't matter what they're saying about you as long as they're talking about you. That's right. And That's you, right. you, my friend, living up there in the places of uh, few teeth and even fewer dentists, you're gonna get you're gonna get hammered up there. We are gonna get hammered. Yeah. They said, uh, you know, we're we're in that twenty inch range. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm, she. That's what she said. Uh, that's what she said is right. <laughs> I haven't seen twenty inches up there in a long time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and you gotta get your you gotta get your sorry ass in here tomorrow, don't you? I heard you. I heard you talking about yeah. that earlier. We did. We had a there was a general manager who used to be here at the station, yep. and it was like, I mean, he was he was old school. 
you know, didn't yeah. matter what was going on out there. You needed to get your butt into the yeah. station. I feel like I probably could guess what his name was, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, you probably could. Uh, yeah, he was the guy that would get hotel rooms for us. Yeah, he was he was serious about it. I remember that. You know, because what hotels even near here? The bat, the the one, the 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 Hilton down at the Basketball Hall of Fame, and I'm like, you still got to drive <laughs> four or five miles right, to yeah. get here in the morning. Right. But I guess it's closer uh, than they. They also uh, one time, uh, they there. If you go in the back here, there's a closet full of like uh, air mattresses oh, and yeah. uh, like military blankets and those those ready to eat meal things that never expire. <laughs> Perfect. It's like beef stroganoff. Sea rations. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they are. They're those MRE <laughs> meals. Yeah. Well, oh, if that's man. our plan for tomorrow, I'll be here. Yeah, Just exactly. In case. Well, hey, you can break in here and uh, you can eat those. Uh, that, that the meal rations. Oh, buddy, you were talking about Marty. You were talking about how Bax took the uh, was lucky that he yeah he picked the right week, w- buddy. Conversely, the c- congra- worst. Congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah, the worst introduction to radio. So anyway, uh, sports. I guess we should talk about that. Yeah. So I know you. Uh, you know, Steve. We always joke because he's like big the, sports guy. You know, <laughs> just forget about it. But you know, it's this is this is the week that even for even uh, people like mm-hmm. you are into it because yep. it's the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And this every is, this is my favorite time of year as it, far as the sports stuff. Dude, goes. every yeah. every Yahoo from Pittsfield to Provincetown mm-hmm. is sitting there filling out the bracket. Yeah. You know, wondering if I was joking or oh my God, is Iona finally gonna come through in the right, first right. round? So yeah, um they had they had selection Sunday yesterday. On the men's side, no, you know, no big surprises, you know, uh, with Kansas, Alabama, um, Houston um, and who was the who was the fourth? Um, Purdue are were the number one seeds. No big surprise there. The the women's side. I'm you know I'm not going to pretend that I follow that. You know, twenty four seven. Wow. UConn. You you, you, well, I listen. Yeah. I got to be transparent here. Yeah. Which I make it up as I go Wait, along. Are you trying to say you don't follow women's basketball? I, I don't follow women's <laughs> basketball. The only the only the only real women's basketball I follow is. Um, uh, I follow UMass because they had a great year. We can talk about that in a minute. And, of course, uh, UConn because, you know, Rebecca Lobo's from here in Western Math and Southwick. And Gino Oriema is probably the most annoying human being on the face of the earth. You really think so? Ah, dude, that guy is so bad. So bad. He's a... He, I, he, you think... I think you're a big fat phony. Yeah. That dude is... The biggest, He's the fattest, biggest, phoniest. Yeah, the there biggest one yeah. out of all. So he was, so I guess UConn get a number two seed and they're going to send them. And you know why? I think even the NCAA Women's Selection Committee, they hate him too. Because A, they didn't give UConn uh, a number one seed. They probably didn't deserve it either. But not only that, they they shipped them all the way out to Seattle and that oh. that's a huge slap in the face. They should have been the number two seed in the East and shouldn't have had to travel, which which is a big thing. So he was. I saw him interviewed a couple of times, and he he's just beside himself. Did now, you Did you ever get into the workings of how they pick the team? How they uh, you know decide who's gonna, yeah yeah. I mean, like, it's because all because they have to do that fairly quickly. They I mean, they do. I mean, some of the games you know on the, the championship games are are over at. 5 30 on sunday right and yeah they it's it can get pretty hairy um after a while but they do it's overall record strength of schedule what conference you play in 
Um, you know, they, they've got a power ranking thing that they, you know, put the formulas together and they figure out who's who. But, I mean, number one seeds are pretty obvious more often than not. It's when you get to, and even two and threes, but once you get down four, five, six, seven, eight, then it gets a little hairy. Now, I don't know anything about women's basketball, but I'm going to throw this out there and see if anything's changed in the, uh, in the landscape of it. Is Tennessee... Still considered like a number one seed, or they they're not a number one seed, but they're still, you know, they're powerhouse. Program. They're they're a powerhouse program. Yeah, you beat, um, you beat Tennessee or play Tennessee. You're, you know, you're uh, that's they're among the the elite. See, I like Gene. Now, here's the weird thing: I like Gino Orium. I've met him a couple times. I always found him to be a decent. I, guy. Listen, I he, think he's good at his job. He but, is. He's good at his job. But I can see where you know. He's dude. He's so annoying. The, the ego, I could imagine, right? When you're that good at your job. Yes, it's probably great. Yeah. You know? I, mean, I mean, we used to, and listen, and I don't, I don't feel this way. I'm just being sarcastic. No, it's okay. Poor Gino's driving in right now to work. Yeah, he probably is. <laughs> Listening. And listen, we're coming in loud and clear down there. We're gonna get a nice letter. <laughs> one of the great, one of the great things was I worked in, I worked in, um, uh, in Hartford during my career at yeah. Channel 61 and Channel 30. And, um, you know, so it was always, you know, uh, Jim Calhoun and Gina Oriema yeah. and, you know, men's just the whole the, the whole dynamic. So anyway, Gino was always belly aching. You know, we don't get oh, we listen we, we may not be the men's team, but and the and again, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, but I would we sit there to go. We like Gino. Relax. <laughs> it's girls basketball. Yeah, and, you, and you, he gets enough. He gets enough coverage. You know what I mean? Yeah, there, there's no. He's not wondering where his next meal's no, coming no. from. No. Send all the hate mail to uh, S. Cohen. <laughs> like I said, I'm just kidding. But um, uh, UMass up the road from us. Yeah. Um, they got beat in. Uh, they play in the Atlantic Ten, and every uh, conference champion gets the gets the conference's yeah. automatic bid. And, you know, uh, UMass doesn't play. The, we talked earlier about Tennessee. They don't play those kind of teams all the time. So they finished up with a 26-6 and record, but they lost in the, in the A-10 tournament, so they missed out on the NCAA. Uh, they're going to the NIT, which is fine, and I think they're having that selection process this afternoon at 2 o'clock, so UMass will find out where they're going to go. Is it fine? Is the NI <laughs> isn't the NIT kind of like the real – Sorry, consolation prize for everybody. It a lot of well, so much so that North Carolina, the yeah. Tar Heels on the men's side, yeah. they didn't make the NCAA tournament. They got invited to the NIT. And they said no, and they said no. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to go. I love a petty. I love a petty program. No, no, <laughs> we'd no rather question. not. Thank you. Well, we're, you know what? We're gonna, we're going to take a pass. <laughs> we heard this there's going to be a murder storm or something, so we're not going to go. Yeah, <laughs> and back and back in the day, the crazy thing was back in the day, the NIT tournament used to be the that was the premier. That tournament. was the premier tournament. Yep. So now, uh, speaking of basketball, and I, obviously Syracuse isn't is isn't in the big dance this year because they were in that uh, that Atlantic Ten uh, tournament, right? Yep. Yeah, in their in their conference tournament, right? But Jim Beheim, after yeah, God, forty Ever. something years, yep. as as coach, yeah. I remember I remember living up there during the nineties when uh, you know they were. They came in number two uh, to Kentucky back in 1996. That was a huge thing for, yeah. the, for the city, and uh, you know, just uh, bringing that basketball to that city for for so many years. He was, yeah. you know, was uh, still is one of the one of the all time greats. Um, I guess, I guess most, uh, I, I guess maybe at at any level, when a, when a coach wins as much as guys like Bayheim and Oriema do. Um, Beheim had a little bit of that, 
you looked at him out of the corner of your eye. Yeah, the, the, the success breeds contempt. Yep. Yes. But yep. he had no. Uh, you're right, Steve. He had a great career, and you know now the program's gonna they'll they'll go in another direction. They'll be fine. One of Steve and I, uh, mm-hmm. one of our friends, is a comedian, Mike Hanley, great great comic. He has season seats in Providence, right behind the visiting bench, and he heckles mercilessly every coach. And when <laughs> Beheim came through for his last time. After the the game, came up to Mike and said, "I'm not going to miss you. That's, I just want to say, yeah, you're the hey, most effective heckler in the, in that, the league. That's yeah. a badge of honor, yeah. man. Yeah, he was. He was. He was thrilled by that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, pretty cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool. That is. So I was asking you about your career. Oh yeah, well, I mean. That's that's a that took me about thirty seconds to. No, I had a martini for breakfast yeah. and then uh, <laughs> I did some comedy writing and I went took a nap and then uh, I'm back on the morning show here. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not it's not fantastic. What I was going to ask you about though was uh, what your take was on the Aaron Rodgers thing. Um. Uh, yep. They said all the pieces are in place for the trade. Is the trade going to happen, or do you think Rodgers is going to retire? I don't think he's going to retire. You don't think so? I, you know, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen with him, but I don't think he's going to retire. Well, I, I see. I'm, I'm torn on this because I, I love seeing Aaron Rodgers play, but I don't want him playing in the same division as the Patriots. Sure. And, and uh, for people who may not, you know, uh, be watching it twenty four seven, he's uh, allegedly, reportedly, he's this far away from signing with the Jets, right? Yep. And I'm going to make a prediction. And you can you can mark this, Steve, and save it. But if he mm-hmm. does play for the Jets, I think he's going to be awful. All right, really? Uh, I don't. I think he's going to be awful. I don't think he's going to the bright lights. I don't think he's going to the bright lights in New York and New York media. And he's a weird guy. He's a he's a weirdo. He's a weird dude. He's got he's got any type of uh, critique or negative attention. He completely cuts it out. He's cut out his family members that way and everything. I don't think he's built for the New York media. Hmm. And I feel like if he has one bad game right off the rip, it's going to spiral him. And I think he's going to be a, a one, one year and done. That's huh. my prediction. Well, I, I think, I, I, listen, that could very well be. And you, everybody's got to remember, too, Fine, you you can you could have uh, you know you could have Joe Montana come uh, sure. come out of mothballs and and play for you at at his best. If you don't have you know if you don't have the other pieces, it, it doesn't matter. Well, it, they have some of the pieces. Right? They, have they have some great of them. Defense and everything. And, yep. and, and Woody Johnson, the owner uh, of Johnson and Johnson fame, uh, brought brought you that great one shot vaccine, Steve. Um, <laughs> Which, I, I didn't get that one. Well, you, you know, it's surprising you didn't. You know, uh, a lot of people who did were shocked to find out that it didn't work once COVID evolved. And I was like, no, it was fine during COVID preseason. But as soon as COVID regular oh, yeah, yeah, came, forget it. Sounds just like that guy's football. Team. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know? But uh, he said that he's willing to pay for a for a good veteran quarterback. So right. we'll see what happens. I guess. I, I think know. it's. I think it's good. Like I said, I don't think. Um, I don't think a, a guy like Aaron Rodgers is ready to to not. Uh, to play to football anymore yeah. and it's like it's, I, I say this all the time Aaron Rodgers is a football player he he this is what he does he doesn't do anything else except yep. get you know get himself into weird situations at home yes. he plays football and it's just like Tom Brady they're football players this is what they do and he, I think as long as there's a sliver of hope that he can I think he will yep uh Scott 
Oh, Whoa, time to go. Look at that. Oh, look, look, at, at look, that. look at you two having conversations, <laughs> uh, intelligent so conversations while I sit here and go, what are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> who's that uh, Who's that, Mr. Rogers guy? Hey, he got the puppets. Exactly. Uh, he's the one with the sweater? Yeah, yeah he's the, with the trolley that goes into the that's land of make-believe. Yeah. It's yeah. him. Yeah, that's, it's him. That's what I was talking well, about. Well, listen, you guys, uh, better you than me tomorrow. Yeah. I, hope, I hope it all works out well and you get in and out unscathed, but I, that's not I, my problem. I think we'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. Uh, Scott, thanks for coming in you uh, this morning. It's, uh, yeah, good catching up. 724 uh, with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. This week it's a Thunderbird. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It is 7.30 and the Eagles on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, uh, there will be a winter storm warning in effect tonight from 8 p.m., until 8 a.m. on Wednesday, and what that means is 10 to 20 inches of snow throughout the Pioneer Valley. A kill storm. A class three kill storm. <laughs> so uh, they're saying uh, don't go out if you don't have to. All right. Well, technically, I'm just filling in, so good luck tomorrow, Steve. I'll see you. Well, this this is the time. Of the, you know, we'll talk more about this uh, coming up in the news. Got to tell you, though, this spring we're going to be celebrating an iconic duo Bacon and Brews, built by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. You can join us at the Log Cabin on Sunday, April 23rd from noon to 3 p.m. for a bacon and craft beer-themed bash. Admission includes all kind of bacon-inspired bites prepared by the Log Cabin chefs. And there's also going to be a cash bar with a selection of craft beers to please your palate. Plus, live music from Yellow Nine, games, and more. Early bird tickets are on sale at rock102.com. Buy yours now before the price goes up. You got to be 21 or older to attend with positive ID. It's Bacon and Brews, April 23rd at the Log Cabin in Holyoke, built by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. And of course, Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It is 731. We got news coming up next at Rock 102. <clears throat> it's 734 at Rock 102. It is uh, time for news, which is brought to you by uh, Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. That includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. And now, local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Oh, thanks, Marty. Really appreciate that. <laughs> it's my best radio voice. Uh, we're uh, headed for a Class 3 kill storm here uh, tonight in uh, in the Pioneer Valley. It was a beautiful day yesterday, but clouds are rolling in, and we're expecting a major storm to affect the area tonight through tomorrow night with heavy snow, rain, and wind. Energy is driving out of the Great Lakes states while moisture streams out of the Gulf. Do you even know what any of this means? Nope. <laughs> this uh, will cause rapid storm development off the mid-Atlantic shoreline, then track near Cape Code on Tuesday. Ooh, the code. Yeah, you ever been to the code? No. I've never, I've never been to Cape Code. It, that, it's written on their website. It's Cape Code. <laughs> Cape Code on Tuesday, a classic setup for a major storm for southern New England. Oh, I love going to Cape Code in the uh, the winter. It's the I, best time of year to go. Of all the fish that I eat, I really like a nice code. A, a nice yeah. battered code is great. I love code. Fried code. <laughs> We uh we think it's uh we think it will be the biggest of the season with marginal cold air and a higher March sun angle. The highest snow totals will occur in elevated areas where it will be a bit colder. However, even in the valley, some accumulation is likely. A winter storm watches in effect for all the valley from 8 p.m. tonight through Wednesday at 8 a.m. A winter storm warning is in effect for Berkshire County, Franklin County, and the hills both today and tomorrow are first alert weather days, which I don't know what that means. I don't know. I just know it's a kill storm, so we should take it serious. Well, it's uh, it's good for the snow plows. Yeah, yeah. Well, they you know they haven't really made their money this year, right? So 
Well, you kind of think about that, like how much how much is uh, dependent how on snow removal, like oh yeah, the, the economy, oh yeah, surrounding that. Like a lot of these guys who do landscaping businesses and stuff, they're like, this is our time of year to go out and make the money that we can't make uh, because there's nothing to do outdoor work except the, for snow plowing snow the rest of the year, except for when the weather's getting like this all winter long. Some of these guys are still doing stuff. I have a on my parents' house. I have a septic guy that's going to be putting in a new septic system. Never been able to do that. At this time of year, but because the ground's not frozen, he can do it. That is kind of weird. Until the kill store. How much is that thing running you? Septic oh. system. Well, it's. A, I don't want to get too far into it, but it's pretty pricey. Like twenty or thirty grand. Isn't I mean, it? you could yeah. be. We could card shark this. Yeah. You, yeah. You're right. You're in the wheelhouse. You're in the wheelhouse. A uh, Palmer stabbing suspect is in custody uh, following a traffic stop on I-291 in Springfield Saturday morning, according to Palmer Police Sergeant David Burns. Officers were called to a residence around 9:45 p.m. They uh, located an individual who had been stabbed and sustained non-life-threatening injuries. They then learned that the suspect left in a vehicle, causing police to issue a bolo for law enforcement agencies in the area. According to officials with the Mass State Police, a trooper from the Springfield Barracks was traveling down I-291 in Springfield around 10 a.m. when he advised that he was behind a vehicle wanting in connection to the stabbing in Palmer. Officials said the trooper conducted a traffic stop with assistance from the state police patrols in Springfield and Westfield, as well as the commercial motor vehicle section. The uh, stabbing suspect was then taken into custody and brought to the Palmer Police Department. Sergeant Burns said that uh, this was an isolated incident and there was no threat to the public. It's an ongoing investigation by the Palmer Police Criminal Investigation Division. Uh, Holyoke Police responded to Gerard Way early Saturday morning for reports of multiple gunshots. According to the department, officers responded to the scene around 5.20 a.m. and were notified that an apartment had its glass door shot out. Uh, Police said that officers discovered 12 spent shell casings, which were seized as evidence, no injuries were reported. If you have any information regarding the incident, you're asked to call the Holyoke Police. How about that? I know those Palmer, uh, the Palmer Crime Bureau, they're on top. Well, of that's it. that's Holyoke. This we moved to Holyoke. Oh, we're moving. We're moving on. Yeah, you're you're like uh, you know, this is like backs and me. Uh, I don't pay attention to what he says I, in the morning, and we've already moved on to another topic. I, I was uh, I was fixated on the uh, bolo. I was like a smoking a bolo, el bolo, you or know, wearing a bolo was, like a Boy Scout. Yeah, you know, I was doing all the bolo things in my head, so you know, yeah. I, the one thing that did jump out to me in that story because I was paying. I got ten minutes on bolo. <laughs> that was ready yeah. to roll on bolo. Yeah. But the one thing that jumped out of me on that story, Steve, is that it was a glass apartment door in Holyoke. Which, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you're inviting crime, but uh, let's be honest, you know. What do you got a shower door for your apartment? <laughs> right. I'm sure it's not what we're it's, thinking it, it is, but it sounded like it sounds like it. This was the door to a resident. Yeah, like w- which is probably actually one of like a like a double door going into a building. A glass like someone yeah. bought an old ATM machine and right. converted it into a one bedroom apartment or something. You know. Well, hey, uh, crazier things have happened with the real estate market these days. In Hoyoke too, yes. <laughs> The uh, Russell Montgomery Police Department responded to a structure fire at Strathmore Paper Mill Number Two. Ooh, makes Strathmore Paper Mill Number One. Remember uh, the old Number One fire? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On Sunday afternoon, the Mass State Police and the Russell Fire Department also responded to the fire, where they discovered three juveniles from quote out of town inside the mill. <laughs> These out of towners coming yeah. in here. You don't belong here, boy. <laughs> 
The Russell Fire Department is that? Do they have a fire department? Or is that just the three guys who no, get a little red light no, on their dashboard? Russell actually has a. They a, do. Yeah, they oh, they actually right. have a pretty good fire department. I, I had to call them once. Oh, all right. I actually had to call the Huntington Fire Department, and Russell showed up with them. They had the same garden hose. They they share a garden hose. Or? Well, listen, man. You know, <laughs> here is what what I'm always most impressed with. You know, I had a uh, it was basically a malfunctioning pellet stove and smoke was filling the house. So okay. I had to get the kids out of the house. And I called nine one one and I told them I said, listen, it's not like this giant emergency. There's just smoke in the house. It's contained to the the thing. They don't. They they like run. They run like they, they run into it. the building uh, because uh, you know they want to. They and love that, it. I'm like I I couldn't. I don't have that in me to run into, it's, not knowing what's on the other side of the door. Well, listen. If you're being paid as a firefighter, you know, you 99 percent of the time you're just making chili, playing PlayStation with your yeah. buddies, having a sleepover. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's not. It's less of a career, more of a sleepover with your friends. But. What you're being paid for is that one or two percent of the time where you do have to do that, where everyone else is running one way and you're running the other. God bless them. Yeah, I've heard uh, stories about this uh, mill and like what's in there, and it's all like it's hard, hard to imagine that when you stop running a factory, like you just leave everything there, yeah. like no, and nothing gets removed. And I mean, it, it's, it's paper. What's the worst that could happen? The uh, <laughs> the building that's up on top of uh, Proven Mountain, which used to be the 22 News uh, I re- thing. I remember that. If you go yeah. in there today, it looks like, like, like the world ended, and that's what it would look like, you know, just dusty offices. And, just and John just, Quill's suit and Cybecker's Cybecker's uh, yeah, <laughs> microphone. Cybecker's microphone sitting right there. <laughs> There's some references for people. Uh, but, it, yeah, it is kind of weird to see, like, people just leaving things behind. Yeah, that's it. You know, but think about it, Steve. If today they just came down and they say, hey, we're closing up, what are you taking out of here? Yeah, I guess nothing. There's really we're just, nothing we're just, worth We're taking. throwing these headphones down and yeah. walking out. Well, yeah. we 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 had a we had a thing here maybe about ten years ago where we like purged everything. Really? Yeah. In the studio it was, it was like all this old audio equipment and all this other stuff. They just uh, they just got rid of it. You just took it home and started your DJ business. Is that what you're well, telling? I took a few things. <laughs> well, you're gonna throw it away. What, what the hell? I might as well might as well keep it. Uh, yeah. I, there was nothing. No, because there was nothing current. To use for a DJ. I just pictured you uh, doing DJ, but with a radio microphone. Yeah. (laughs) Full setup. Uh, On Sunday, Mayor Dom Dom attended the uh, city's uh, St. Patrick's Parade reception, kicking off the St. Patrick's Day week celebrations here in Springfield. Mayor Sarno uh, presented proclamations honoring the Springfield Parade Marshal, the Springfield Colleen, and uh, her court members and other award members. In his speech, Sarno spoke about the celebrations and quote, I want to thank all of you green Irish people out there and the parade committee uh, for keeping our city's Irish heritage and traditions strong. I know you like to do shots of Jägermeister at 6 o'clock in the morning. Good for all of you. Irish Americans have truly enriched our city of Springfield, and thank you for making this not the puke bucket like Holyoke is on Saturday during that road race. If you walked around that Holyoke during the road race, there's puke everywhere. <laughs> These dingbats? That sound These about dingbats <laughs> drinking their natty daddies, taking it down, taking it down to Chinatown. <laughs> Can we get him in here? Can we get Tom Tom in here? Yeah, we, we could. Well, maybe we could get him on the phone so, uh, soon. The uh, the St. Patrick's Day parade is uh, is next Sunday. By the way, well, I I I always 
I forget that it's always the Saturday after St. Patrick's Day is the road race and then the parade. It's that's a lot of drinking in Holyoke. And you know, sometimes it's not until like the twenty third or twenty fourth because of what's going on. Yeah, but this yeah, yeah. is right St. Patrick's Day weekend, it's, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I won't be here. I'll be doing shows at uh, Mohegan Sun, and I got to be honest, I won't be missing it. I won't be missing it at all. I signed up for a spin class next Sunday. Oh, another one on your Peloton? Or is this no, a live this one? is actually a, a live one. I'm well, you got to keep your pants on during this one, Steve. You oh, keep man, your, I, I can't know, wear so my I underwear. Be, I hate to be a, a class full of strangers. <laughs> I hate to be a bummer. No, a friend of mine got me to sign up for this uh, spin class. I'm Where is the spin class near Huntington? It's it's not near Huntington. Okay. It's about an hour away from my house, so I got to go. Well, just, why don't you just ride your bike to the class? Just show up, wave hi to everybody. Well, I guess it's home. the camaraderie of uh, working out with other people. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? What's, what's so yeah. great about that? <laughs> Anywho, uh, it is, uh, let's see, your Pioneer Valley forecast today. Uh, there's going to be a winter storm warning in effect tonight from 8 p.m. all the way until 8 a.m. on Wednesday morning. 10 to 20 inches of snow possible throughout the Pioneer Valley with heavy winds and uh, heavy and wet snow uh, falling throughout the area. It's going to be an absolute mess. But, hey, we'll all survive. It is uh, 38 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Looking for a low monthly lead? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It is uh, 7.51 and Skinnerd on Rock 102. And uh, what's going on here is uh, Bax is out. He's got uh, he's, he's sick. He's, uh, he's not going to be coming in for a couple days. So in his place is uh, comedian uh, Marty Caproni, who's not really in the studio right now, and I'm not sure why, but uh, he'll be back here in a minute. Your Pioneer Valley forecast, though, it is going to be uh, like a Class 3 kill storm tonight. A winter weather warning is in effect tonight from 8 p.m. until Wednesday morning at 8 a.m., and uh, that's going to bring about 10 to 20 inches of snow throughout the Pioneer Valley. If you're in the lower Pioneer Valley, you're, you're, uh, you're going to get a lot less than that, but it's usually about... 10 to 20 inches uh, throughout the rest of the day, uh, throughout the rest of the, the, the hills. I'm sorry. You're distracting me. Oh, it's sorry, Steve. Yeah, you, know, you weren't here on time. I right? had to, I had to use the ladies' room. Oh, all right. Well, I'm sure that'll be nice for the ladies when they come in. <laughs> uh, but in the uh, in the meantime, uh, we have uh, now here this, but I don't have the uh, – let me see if I can pull up the, uh, the thing. The um, – the sound clip? The sound clip. You ready? I'm Here ready. we go. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. You like that little ditty? That was uh, it's pretty uh, pretty fancy right It there. goes all right, I think. Uh, did you watch the uh, the Oscars last night? I watched a little bit of the Oscars, as yeah. much as I could stomach. Here is uh, Jimmy Kimmel and uh, some highlights from his opening monologue. You look great. Everybody looks so great. When I look around this room, I can't help but wonder, is Ozempic right for me? <laughs> a great piece of Oscar trivia. 31 years ago in 1992, Brendan Fraser and Kiwi Kwan were in a movie together, Encino Man. <laughs> Two actors from Encino Man are nominated for Oscars. What an incredible night this must be for the two of you, and what a very difficult night for Pauly Shore. <laughs> the maestro John Williams, who is now the oldest nominee in Oscar history. John turned 91 years old last month, and he's still scoring, if you know what I mean. Uh, all right. Yeah, decent, you know. You know, here's the thing. When you get a gig like that, 
you gotta be like squeaky clean. Ugh. You can't be the worst uh, nightmare. I, I think Ricky Gervais uh, would have been a better uh, pick, though. I think he, Jimmy was good. the safe pick. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. ABC, he's got that show with him. They know he's got to do exactly what they tell him to do. You know, and he delivered. He did fine. But that's like our equivalent. I just got uh, contacted this weekend by a campground that was asking if I would do a comedy show for them. And uh, I said, yeah, I would I would be happy to. I said, but is it going to be family friendly? And they said, absolutely, there's going to be little kids everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's, do you really uh, want to do that? That's the, No, I don't. But, for, you know. <laughs> it's money. Yeah, I was going to say. It. But yeah. then again, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not much more than a prostitute. So for money, I will do it. What's, uh, what's one of the weirdest gigs you ever did? One of the weirdest? Yeah. Uh, one of my dear friends, uh, my buddy Otan Vargas, if you guys know Otan, he's a very talented singer. I met him from Aaron Lewis and, uh, Otan's father was a comedian in the Philippines. And when his father passed away, Otan hired me to do the memorial service for his father. He wanted me to perform and, uh, (laughs) I drove out to long, to long Island and, uh, it was during the day and, uh, Behind me on the stage was a giant portrait of his father who had passed away, along with, I believe, an urn with his dad's ashes. And I had to, <laughs> I had to tell jokes in front of that. Uh, that, that was a weird one. That's a little awkward. That was a, a weird uncomfortable. one. That was a weird one. I've had a, many weird gigs, but that was uh, that was one of the weirder ones. Well, uh, Marty Caproni, available for funerals as well. I'll Listen, I'll do anything. I'll come to your house and tell jokes at this point. Uh, Hugh Grant uh, was at the award ceremony last night. He presented uh, an award with Andy McDowell. Here's Hugh talking about the importance of facial skin care. We're actually here to do two things. The first is to raise awareness about the vital importance of using a good moisturizer. (laughs) Andy has been wearing one every day for the last 29 years. I've never used one in my life. Still stunning. uh, Basically a scrotum. Ah. Uh, uh, very, very good, Hugh. <laughs> I the British that. Uh, you know, I can only take so much British people. Uh, like uh, the just, accent. Yeah. I told you, there's that. There's a hot one on the Peloton. That's got to be. And uh, she's she's hot, but then she starts talking. It's is, like, and, is we going to hop on the bike? This Steve? is where you going to get another <laughs> juicy push there, love. Is he, Go is he, get it. Is he going to pedal it? Oh, moving on to another clip. That's uh, that's what we got to do. Uh, here's, uh, here's a guy, a Canadian man, that says he has an app that has unlocked and started another person's Tesla that was parked near him, causing him to accidentally drive away in the vehicle. Here is uh, Rajesh Rendev explaining what happened. I start driving it. I noticed there was crack on the windshield. And then I called my wife. What happened to the windshield? Next message was, you are driving the wrong Tesla car. I think there was two Tesla cars which are parked side by side. And because I was in a hurry, I jumped into somebody's car. I was surprised how I was able to drive somebody else's car. I, I don't know if I believe that or not. <laughs> I was sitting here trying not to die laughing. I'm like... I had all the money down to be doing the French... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That yeah. sounded much less Canadian, I think, Steve. Is well, uh, you know, I he drove said away a. in the wrong Tesla. <laughs> he said A <laughs> at the, the end. A. Yeah. A. 
Yeah. He threw in one, eh? Yeah, he said, well, the crack of my windshield, eh? You know, I think that's what he said. Uh, it is 7.57, Bax uh, and Nagel. Marty Caproni sitting in uh, as co-host for Bax this week as Bax is out sick. And we will talk to, to Dave Hayes, the weather nut, coming up after 8 o'clock. Uh, there's a class three kill storm coming kill throughout the area storm. and Dave, uh, Dave will tell us all about it. It's all coming up with Bax and Nagel at 757 at Rock 102. It- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It is 8.06 and ACDC on Rock 102. Uh, I'm going to give you the Pioneer Valley forecast, but you know what? I, I would do it, but I'm going to let a professional do it. Well. Yeah. Uh, on the phone with us uh, this morning, because uh, we're dealing with this uh, Class 3 kill storm that's coming to, kill the, Pioneer, storm. Coming to the Pioneer Valley. <laughs> this is my favorite thing. It's, uh, it's Dave Hayes, the weather nut, back on the show. How you doing, Dave? Good. How you guys doing? We're doing great. Not so great after seeing the forecast yesterday. How come we didn't hear anything about this until yesterday or maybe Saturday, I guess, at the earliest? I don't know. I guess you weren't paying attention to my forecast. Yeah, I guess I wasn't uh, I wasn't watching <laughs> I wasn't watching Dave Hayes' updates. So tell tell us what's going on here uh, t- t- tonight. Sure. Well, I mean, it's, I wouldn't call it a class 3 kill storm for the va- for the valley from uh, Northampton to Hartford. It's it's going to be kind of marginal there, but the hill, t- it's in, you know, it's an elevation-dependent late-season snowstorm, you know, so like the western hill towns, uh, Berkshires, southern Vermont, you know, northwest Connecticut, those areas are going to see a major snowstorm, uh, but it's going to be heavy wet snow. It's not going to be powdery stuff, so there's a potential for outages, but basically the storm is developing off the Carolinas today. It's going to come northeast tonight going to phase with an upper low and then um it's going to tomorrow's the brunt of the storm today's just kind of like rain showers and maybe some hilltown snow showers tonight the precipitation picks up it starts accumulating in the hills and then tomorrow is the big question as to when we flip to snow in the valley um or does these the temperatures are going to be near or just above freezing it may kind of mix with rain for longer there so that's the big question right now so yeah and uh yeah, go ahead. I, no, I've seen you talk a lot about the uh, was it the triangle of disappointment. <laughs> yeah, the, is, the Western Mass Snow Lovers Triangle of Disappointment. Yeah, yeah, very elegantly named. That that used to be just over Palmer, but you've expanded it to the entire Pioneer Valley. So, uh, <laughs> what 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 exactly what, what exactly is the cause? You know, because people complain that we don't get a lot of snow around here in the lower part of the valley. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, a, a big part of it is just being in the lower elevation, you know, a lot of times it's colder higher up and down low it's milder. And uh, uh, sometimes you also get st- a lot of storms, you know, like a coastal storm, usually you have easterly winds. A lot of storms come west to east. So you get this flow into the valley, air rises up over the hills and it condenses out and it snows where it's colder and then it kind of falls into descends into the valley and like high pressure is sinking air so when you have sinking air it's like a drying air so the precipitation shield gets lighter and stuff and uh so you get less precipitation in the valley so that's that's a couple of the reasons yeah but that uh that doesn't make for for you know sledding fun yeah no i know it's terrible Uh, more importantly dave uh this is marty caproni by the way uh is this storm going to murder me 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, uh, if you're climbing Mount Greylock, if you're bushwhacking yeah. up Mount Greylock uh, without any water or any uh, food, uh, Tuesday afternoon into the night, it might, but uh, probably not. All right. All right. Well, you'll be all right with that. Well, that goes There goes yeah. my Tuesday plan. I already now, had it. So. Now, just just to give everybody a little bit of background on you, Dave, you do not have, you're not like a like a certified meteorologist, right? Is it, no, correct? no, I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a degreed meteorologist. No, I'm, yeah. I'm a weather enthusiast that's been studying the weather for like 35 years or so. But you make other meteorologists jealous of your knowledge and your accuracy. Doesn't that make you uh, well, feel good? I don't know if that's the case, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. But. Now, I I told Steve earlier, I don't know if there's truth to this, that I trust your Facebook reporting because you don't really have an ulterior motive based upon ratings or advertiser <laughs> dollars. Am I yeah, correct I mean, in that assertion? Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's true. I don't, I don't have any, uh, you know, I've, I've got like a, a, a sponsor of my page, Tandem Bagel, which is a great local company, but... You know, I don't. I, plug, no so. one is kind of. No one's bearing down on me, or you know, I, I don't have. I don't. There's no corporate interest that I'm serving, so I just kind of call it as I see it. And I'm also not afraid to say when I'm very uncertain about things because it's the weather. It's hard to predict, you know. And so um, I try to to let people know what I think is going to happen, but I also let them know here's where it could go wrong in either direction, especially with snowstorms, because you know, if if everyone's ha- most people are happy when the snowstorm busts low you think you're going to get six to 12 inches you only get a few inches people are like great i don't have to shovel it i don't have to drive right, in it right. but if, if it busts high that's when people get really upset and if i see that that's a potential i try to let people you know know what the possibilities are as best i can well i'm i'm coming in tomorrow morning from chickabee so let's make this about me for a second dave what are the <laughs> sure. chances that i'm going to be able to make it in safe for work and will i have time to stop at tamden bagel for a great everything but the bagel seasoning bagel. See, I'm, you help, are, I'm helping you out I, here. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with a 98% chance likelihood right. that that's going to be that's going to happen. I'm, I'm not sure Tandem's open that early in the morning, that's a good but, point. I, but they but they probably will be <laughs> right. uh, after six. Now, Dave, you know we've had uh, we've had quite the warm winter here, and uh, I don't know yeah. if you know the answer to this or not, but you know if you if you've been looking at historical weather records. Uh, have we ever had a? Is this like just part of a cycle, or is this something else? You know, as far as you know, uh, global warming and, and and things like that. It's a good question. I mean, I, I think that I, I can't imagine that a changing climate doesn't. It has to have something to do with it. I don't know how much it has to do with it, but I believe that it probably has something to do with it. It also has to do with just kind of the global patterns that set up. And this, like this year, we have this thing called La Nina, which just means the eastern equatorial Pacific is colder than normal, and that tends to make it colder than normal in the west and, and milder in the east. And that's what you saw on the, the west coast has been hammered with snow. I mean, they've had a very, the western half of the country has had a very busy winter, but it, correspondingly, it's been quite mild here. So I think it's, it's a mix of things. And what is your uh, take on the accuracy of the farmer's almanac? Because I've always wondered how that <laughs> thing works. Steve's so fixated yeah. on this, uh, yeah, this I, almanac. I, I, I'm always because it, it, it doesn't like they never highlight. Oh, this is our you know head meteorologist. Yeah. They just say no. This is what the farmers say. What do you know about that? I don't. I don't know much about. It. I used to love reading it when I was a kid. I used to go, Oh, February second to the sixth, we're going to get a major snowstorm. 
And I'd be all excited, and then I'd wait to February 2nd and 6th, and there was just, like, nothing. Nothing so, there, so, yeah, see? Dave, are you yeah, saying yeah, as a so, kid you were always into weather, too? Is that what you're saying? Like, this Yeah, is- totally, yeah. I mean, so, you know, I really love, like, the blizzard. I grew up in Eastern Mass, and I grew up in the blizzard of 78, and also in the, uh, the, the year before that was the Mother's Day snowstorm of 77, and May 9th and 10th it snowed almost a foot in Metro West. So that was those are the first two storms I was like I really fell in love with winter weather and then when I was twelve I, I had a experience with like watching thunderstorms come through and something clicked and I just had been uh, been uh, kind of obsessed about it ever since. The the way you just rattled off dates from uh, nineteen seventy seven, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and trust your uh, I'm gonna trust your weather nerdness. I think is the best way to put it. Yeah, I, yeah it's a high degree of nerdness for sure. My, my, Marty's just making fun of you because uh, he, all he all he uh, majored in was bad decisions when he was younger. He didn't get into any kind of hobby. Very you know? true. Yeah. And this is why he's doing uh, co-hosting morning I, shows for free. I went to I went to school at a place called Franklin Pierce College, Dave. Uh, yeah, 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 I heard about it. Yeah, yeah. So um, I am as qualified to be a morning show host as you are a weather personality. Uh, <laughs> right there, there you go. But you seem to have taken a passionate interest in this, and and so then, therefore, I'm now trusting that I'm not going to be murdered in my sleep by this kill yeah, storm. No, Dave. D- Dave, no, no, uh, the kill storm will not murder you. Okay, no. good. Dave pr- provides a, a pretty uh, good, accurate description of what the forecast is going to be, and you, and you, and you and you admit that you sometimes don't know how it's going to go because a lot of these guys don't say that, right? Right. I mean, yeah. the thing is, is that, you know, I, I just think, like, in general, it's a little philosophical, but I think people in general kind of crave certainty, mm-hmm. especially with their expectations. And when you're talking about the future of just about anything, weather, finance, lots of different things, you know, it's just hard to predict. But, you know, it's like people need a forecast. they got to make their plans. they got to yeah. make some decisions. And so you got to put the, your best foot forward. But it's – but I – because – I don't know. I just feel like it's uh, – I would be doing people a disservice if I didn't let them know when I'm not totally confident or, or what I think well, is going to happen and then what might happen. So, Well, we appreciate it because we need some sort of accuracy around here yeah. in this media market. Uh, Dave Hayes, the weather nut. <laughs> uh, we appreciate the time this morning. You got, a, you got a website, right? I do, yeah. WesternMassWeather.com, and I'm also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash WesternMassWeather. All right, Dave Hayes, the weather nut. We always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on this morning, man. Thanks, Dave. Thanks so much, guys. You guys have a good day. All right. It's uh, 816 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. GGE. Uh, rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It is 823 in Van Halen on Rock 102. Got to tell you about uh, time for Rock 102's uh, Bracket Brawl presented by Bud Light. Go to rock102.com right now. Make your picks before the first game on March 16th. You can make the best picks of the whole tournament. You get a $500 cash card. You pick every game correctly, you could win a million dollars. It's Rock 102's Bracket Brawl presented by Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy. The Hangar Pub and Grill and, of course, Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. You got a comedy thing coming up this week, right? I do, I do. I uh, I love talking about it. Um, By the way, Marty Caproni in for Bax this week because Bax is sick. I uh, know. Picked it, a great ba- week. Bax did not get fired as I've been getting the questions. Oh, <laughs> what happened to Bax? I love. Listen, I love Bax. Uh, he picked a great week to be sick. Yeah, because he's safe from the kill storm tomorrow. 
Yeah, we're all not going to survive yeah. this, man. But if we survive the kill storm, Steve, it's great you brought it up. Yeah. On Thursday uh, at uh, Loft Comedy Club in Chicopee, 92 View Street, above View Street Tavern, we have our Thursday night showcase. 20 bucks, you get dinner and the show for 20 bucks at Damn, the door. that's pretty good. It's the best deal around. Our chef uh, told me this week he's going overboard. He said because he knows we pro- we plugged it on 102 last week and we had a whole bunch of new people that came out. Yeah. He said that he's going extra. So Larry in the kitchen is going to go extra hard this week. So whatever the meal is, I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. And I got some great guys who have never been uh, to, to Loft yet coming in. They're coming in from Rhode Island, Boston. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a great show. And uh, if people want to do it, they can, uh, they can go to my Facebook page. It's Marty Caproni. They can just add me there or shoot me a message. Um, they can Venmo in advance or they can buy at the door. 20 bucks. Sounds like a plan, man. It's going to be great, dude. Sounds, I'm sounds excited like a about it. Good little show. Good we got to get room. you there one of these days, but I realize why you yeah. can't now, having to get up and drive here this morning. I yeah, realize. it's really not the uh, type of career to be going out late at night at and then diametrically you know, opposed. Functioning. Yeah, diametrically opposed to each other as far as the the only way I think is if it was the, the '80s and we were like the uh, the old stereotypical '80s cocaine comics. Uh, it'd be well, the only way. Well, uh, I do remember when I first started working here yeah. and then got the morning producer gig. I didn't have any kids then. I was like out till oh, yeah, one or two in the morning. Belting back beers with me and, and everything. Then, and then would be here for, for 5.15 a.m. Uh, maybe not in the best form, <laughs> but I also didn't have to be on the air then. Right, you were. You I were was captaining the ship behind, as you are this I was morning. behind the scenes, and yep. unless unless they asked me to be on the air, that was the only time I was actually on the air. So I would just sit there and just uh, uh, mail one in, nurse your hangover. Oh yeah, Tylenol, tomato juice, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, all kinds of good stuff. But uh, clamato. Yeah. But yeah, it really this is not a career for a for a stand-up comedian. It's uh, it's uh it, you know, it's tough, but I I got to be honest, um I see why you do it. It's a lot of fun. I'm having a I'm having a good time surprisingly. It it can be fun and, until you get people like Scott Cohen in here. I like Scott. You seem like a good guy. I mean, he's talking all that sports stuff that you and I know nothing about, but you know, I don't think he really knows what he's talking about either. <laughs> he just likes to come on the air. Well, you know, and I've said this before. It, most sports talk is just regurgitated garbage that they've heard somebody else on a podcast say. <laughs> say. Think about it. If you, if you, go, you pick your favorite sports cast, your favorite yeah. podcast. Yeah. Go listen to that for 10 minutes. And then I bet you that one of those guys listened to some other podcast that told them to say that stuff. And then it's just the, you're just saying the same thing. Like you say, cycling it through, right? Yeah. With no yeah. new take on it. And, and you come up with uh, quirky lines like, oh, I think he's going to take the take the sideways this week. Or, <laughs> I don't know. You, you come up with something <laughs> Some... something quirky and stupid, and it makes it sound like you know what you're talking about. And you need a tag phrase like the whammy, like uh, Anchorman or whatever. You need like some sort of uh, catchphrase to, yeah. uh, to make yeah. it interesting. Hey, I, I pretend I'm an adult, and people believe me. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I don't. You're not fooling yeah. me. Uh, but anyway... Uh, we do have news uh, coming up next. That is 827 with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. You've heard it. Or It is 830 and it is time for news, which is brought to you by uh, absolutely nobody. 
And uh, <laughs> usually there's somebody on there. Uh, it was brought to you by Loft Comedy Club of U Street Tavern yeah, in Chicopee. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, no, it was <laughs> no, not. It was not. Um, but uh, go ahead, Marty. Uh, introduce me, please. Uh, and now, local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Oh, thanks. Hey, a major storm uh, is headed our way. Uh, winter storm watch is in effect for all the valley from 8 p.m. tonight through 8 a.m. on Wednesday. The winter storm warning is in effect for Berkshire County, Franklin County, and the Hills both today and tomorrow are first alert weather days, according to Western Mass News. Wow, first alert. I'm not really sure what happens on those days. <laughs> well, the second alert days are yeah. the, the, the uh, easiest. The track of the storm will likely pull down uh, enough cold air to see the valley change over to snow late Monday morning, or I'm sorry, late Monday night or early Tuesday. By tomorrow morning, uh, we are expecting 6 to 10 inches in the hills, 3 to 6 uh, inches north and west of Springfield, and zero to three inches in Springfield and points south. Oh, I like I like zero to three inches. Yeah, I think you're gonna be okay. It's me that's gonna have the hard time uh, coming in here from the hills. You always have some kind of truck or snowmobile or ATV or no. Whatever. My truck is uh, in the shop oh, right again. I'm shocked. Yeah. Why Why is it in the shop again, Steve? Because it's a Ford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's something else wrong with it. I, I don't well, know. We're going to get a letter. We're going to get a letter. Uh, we can get a letter or not. The thing has been in and out of the shop more than I can uh, matter, and now it's like past the warranty. Oh, I had like five thousand dollars worth of warranty work. Yeah, done and now they do they treat you like they're doing you a big favor because it's past the warranty. Well, like, All right, they, Steve, they, we're gonna let it go well, this time. But. I've taken it to a different dealership than I was taking it to. Yeah, and I'm and I'm and I'm being taken care of a lot better. Oh, well, that's at, good. At that one. Yeah. Now we're not supposed to mention that particular dealership, but this is a, a cons- the conspiracy theories to me. Yeah. Do you think maybe because you are local radio icon Steve Nagel, they're like you know. He let's make it break. It. Yeah, let's let's make it break in about four weeks. See if we can get a mention on the old air. He must yeah. be uh, rolling in fives of dollars. That guy. <laughs> let's uh, t-shirts. You got t-shirts. You know, you hand them out. What What do you do? What do you do for them when you when you come in there? Nothing. Pick up your truck, swear at them, and leave. Uh, I think I did drop off a t-shirt. On, oh, see, there uh, you on go. Friday. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, see, oh, you got to grease the wheels. You, you got it. You're saying? smart. You're yeah. smart guy. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I don't I don't have any money to give anybody. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not like I pay you off. You know what I mean? Well, they got free K cups up there in the uh, break room. You can bring them a couple K cups. The Cinnabon oh, coffee. Hey, hey listen, uh, when I'm out of paper towels at home, I go for those rough cut uh, hand towels <laughs> from the bathroom. I got stacks of those at my house. Uh, Holyoke police responded to Gerard Way early Saturday morning for reports on multiple gunshots. According to the Holyoke police, officers responded to the scene around 5:20 a.m. And were notified that an apartment had its glass door shot out. Police said that officers discovered 12 spent casings, uh, which were seized as evidence. No injuries were reported. If you have any information regarding the incident, you're asked to call the Holyoke police. You know, if you're forecasting Holyoke crime, uh, much like Dave the Weathernut, yeah. uh, you would probably go 90% chance of stabby. You know, it's not as much of a gun town, but I feel like you're really confident in the bounce back of your city when you just have a glass door. Yeah. For your residence in Hoyoke. You know? Well, I mean, are they talking about like a slider door on like a patio? Or are they talking, uh, or do you have like an actual shower door for a door for your apartment? <laughs> I think they got a shower door. They got a shower curtain, maybe a curtain. I don't know. I Maybe I, I still like my idea that maybe it's a one bedroom studio that someone put in an old ATM that they took out of 
downtown high street because they're worried about it getting robbed. You know what I mean? Maybe that's it. Could be. You just buzz in with your ATM card yeah. or shoot up the door. This is how you get in. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have a card, you got to shoot the you got to shoot a hole through the door. I mean, I would say like we shouldn't we shouldn't tease Holyoke like this, but then again, it's only 8:30 in the morning, so most of Holyoke. We were at uh, we were at this place uh the the Brian Baru uh Brian Brew? Yeah, you ever been to no, that club? No. That's in Holyoke. Is it a real place? It's right on High Street. Okay. And uh, we were there doing like uh, one of those like after work thingies. Things oh, the, 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 the after yeah. work party thing. And, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and the, the patrons were showing me the bullet holes that were had put in the, <laughs> the door over the weekend. It's Oh, just over the weekend? Yeah, yeah. This is the new holes, not well, the old ones. My, my, my wife uh, used to work for a nonprofit agency down, at, down in Springfield on Maple Street. What do they do? Recycle bullets? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, she would like she would send me pictures on a Monday morning, going, "Well, uh, things were got pretty wild here <laughs> over the weekend." You could see like they would come through the glass and the, oh the, 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 embedded into the concrete. Man, it's supposed to be on the bounce back. You know what I mean? I guess so. It's now the home of weed. I mean, it was always the home of weed, but back then you used to just be able to pull up and get it because there were shoestrings hanging from a, te- uh, a high-tension high wire. Tension wire. Now they put fancy signs in front of the mill buildings, but it's the same thing. You're going to Holyoke for your weed. <laughs> hey, uh, Palmer's <laughs> stabbing suspect is in police custody following a traffic stop on I-291 in Springfield Saturday morning. According to Sergeant, or I'm sorry, yeah, Sergeant David Burns, officers were called to a residence around 9.45 p.m. There they located an individual who had been stabbed and sustained non-life-threatening injuries. Palmer officers then learned that the suspect left in a vehicle, causing police to issue a bolo for law enforcement agencies in the area. I'm smoking a bolo in Palm. Sorry. Is that, oh, is that your workshop, that yeah, bolo material from two hours ago? Yeah. <laughs> Palmer officials. Palmer uh, officers then learned that the suspect left in a vehicle. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. According to the officials of Mass State Police, a trooper with the Springfield Barracks was traveling down I 291 in Springfield around 10 a.m. when he advised that he was behind a vehicle wanted in connection to the stabbing in Palmer. And uh, officials said the trooper conducted a traffic stop with assistance from state police patrols in Springfield and Westfield as well as the commercial motor vehicle section. The uh, stabbing suspect was taken into custody and brought to the Palmer Police Department. Sergeant Burns uh, said that this was an isolated incident and there was no threat to the public. It's an ongoing investigation by the Palmer Police. Uh, where did that to go? I just uh, I just lost my uh, <laughs> You lost your news story? Yeah, I did lose my news uh, story. Oh, yeah, the Russell Montgomery Police Department Ooh. responded to a structure fire at the Strathmore Paper Mill again. <laughs> it was I'm just throwing out there. Was it, was it building number two this time? It was number two. Oh, okay, yeah. good. <laughs> right, good. I don't know what building yeah. it was last time. I mean, number one was always the best. Like, if you're going to yeah. have a fire, it was number one was always the best. On uh, Sunday afternoon, the Mass State Police and the Russell Fire Department also responded to the fire where they discovered three juveniles from out of town inside the mill. Nothing but out of town, no good troublemakers. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> can you tell us which way to... To the skate park? <laughs> Back the way you came, boy. <laughs> you get out of yeah. here now. Get on out of here. town here. <laughs> you know what? We don't want your kind <laughs> out of town like, around here. Go on now. Get, go on now. Get. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> fire is currently investigated by, uh, and if you or anyone who has any other information about the incident, you're asked to call the Russell Montgomery Police Department. So Just any information? It could be inaccurate information? Well, if you're friends maybe with the kids and you oh, okay. turn them in and uh, tell them. But, <laughs> to, like, to rat out your friends? All right. Yeah. 
Right out your front. <laughs> One of your buddies showed up at the skate park smelling of burnt paper. <laughs> the East Longmeadow Police Department has taken a man into custody on an Enfield Police Department arrest warrant after he allegedly used a phone camera to record a juvenile female partially uh, clothed in the dressing room of an Enfield retail store on Friday, according to Enfield Police Chief Eric uh, Alaric, or I'm sorry, Alaric Fox. 44-year-old Felix Ramirez was charged with voyeurism and disorderly conduct. He's currently being held as a fugitive justice from in Massachusetts. Please ask anyone who has experienced a similar incident to reach out to the police department in the city of town in which it occurred. I mean, look, I mean, obviously everyone's uh, innocent until proven guilty, but if Felix here is guilty of that, do you think disorderly conduct should be the only charge? You know? Mm, like, I mean, you're a dad, right? Yeah. And you got a, you got daughters, right? I mean... Do you feel like that's really the that's the that's the best they can give them? No, there yeah. should be a lot worse charges than that. But yeah. again, you got to remember what kind of evidence do they have? That's true. That's I, how they charge people. You can say disorderly conduct for now, but he was also upgraded. charged with voyeurism, so that's another oh, well. charge that would be related. to Yeah, that. I just feel like uh, you know I don't want to lobby for. Uh, uh, what's that called? Uh, that kind of justice that the, yeah. the, they say that's not really justice. What is that yeah. called? Vigilante. Yeah. And by yeah. the way, he is wearing a, a predominant uh, Springfield Thunderbirds uh, sweatshirt. <laughs> oh, that, but, not the plug you were looking for. But not that you can't associate one bad apple <laughs> with, with all the fans of the Springfield Thunderbirds. This, you know, it's 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 not like that. Okay, you know what I mean? Like it's a great organization. There's some great fans. This guy just happens to be not one of them. Not one of them. Just yeah. just the sweatshirt. Just the sweatshirt. Uh, well, feel bad for the Thunderbirds this morning. That's a tough one. Uh, yesterday, Mayor uh, Dom Dom attended the oh. city's St. Patrick's uh, Parade reception, kicking off the St. Patrick's Day week celebrations here in Springfield. Mayor Sarno presented proclamations honoring uh, the Springfield Parade Marshal, the Springfield Colleen, and her court members and other award winners. In his speech, Sarno spoke about the celebrations and could, quote, I want to thank all you Irish dingbats for coming out here today. I know you got your corned beef, your cabbage, and your soda breads, and your potatoes, and all that other good stuff. Uh, enjoy. Mazel tov. <laughs> He is my favorite. That's my favorite. Oh, he's taking he's taking uh, tips from Bud Williams on which holidays to remember. You remember Bud Williams? Oh, I was remember the guy Bud Williams. Sure. At the uh, at the uh, the, the Jewish uh, the the uh, menorah lighting ceremony where he said that Jesus was the reason for the season. <laughs> Culturally sensitive. Yeah. So Dom Sando takes points from uh, Bud Williams. Is like, all right, uh, all of you, uh, let's come to your bar mitzvah here at the uh, the Irish club. Good people, big yeah. drinkers, but good yeah. people. <laughs> What's uh? Are you are you the green people that celebrate the quinceañeras or whatever, whatever they call there? <laughs> the, the lucky charms people. The lucky charm. Hey, you little ding leprechaun. Bets. Yeah, you little dingbat. <laughs> you ain't getting a bowl of this. I'll tell you that. I uh, had your coffee. I had your Irish coffee. You dingbats. Bada bing, bada boom. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Twenty-one percent of people actually like. The clock shifting twice a year. 21. 21%. Everyone's a little groggy this morning thanks to that time shift over the weekend, but one in five Americans still like the fact that we do it twice a year. Here's the thing. Why couldn't it have just stayed the way it was? Who's that guy? Who's the one <laughs> saying this is great? I love it. Is it a farmer? Because that's the only person that I think could say they love it. Uh, of people who want to stop doing it, 50% think we should switch to permanent daylight saving time. I like it. 
31% want permanent standard time. Everyone else said they don't have an opinion, just one. What the hell's permanent standard time? Well, that's, I think, now. Like right now? Yeah, and then the savings time is when they kick it back the hour in, in October. Oh, okay, okay. I thought they were saying permanent standard time. In other words, like we're doing away with Eastern Mountain time and Central time and no, I don't West Coast. Think, you, that you would be very confusing. Yeah. Very confusing. Uh, it, the whole thing is silly. It really is a waste of our. But you know, I will say it's gotten easier in our older age because yeah. uh, everyone goes by cell phones now, and the cell phone company just changes things for you magically. And uh, you know, yesterday my my twelve year old comes out with this question that just boggles my mind. Because she was right. Yeah, yeah, She's like, because uh, I said, you know, this is it. This is supposedly it. We're not going to do this anymore. Right. But the bill hasn't passed yet. Ah. You know, the bill has just passed the Senate or whatever it was. It hasn't actually been, you know. They'll, they'll tie the it up and nothing will happen. Whatever it do. Yeah. Uh, but, but it has not passed yet. Uh, and my kid says, well, all right, so if we don't do that ever again, are we going to be like three hours behind whatever the next <laughs> Whatever the next time zone is that does do it still? Well, that's the question. And I'm right? like, oh, man, these are great questions I should be asking myself while I'm high on edibles. So <laughs> I'll revisit this <laughs> later on tonight. Daddy yeah. will get an answer yeah, yeah. after his magic bag yeah, of gummies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and do you know if we're uh, in daylight saving time or standard time right now? That's what you were asking. Well, oh, uh, we're in daylight. No, we're in standard time now. Uh, yeah, the poll was done last week and 56 thought we were in daylight saving time. We're in daylight saving time now. Oh, we are. I don't understand. See, this is what I don't get about this whole thing. It's just so stupid. 19% of Americans prefer waking up when it's dark out. Something that happens more because of daylight savings time. Who prefers to wake up when it's dark out? This morning was brutal. Let me tell you something, man. In a job like this where it's always dark when you wake up. Yeah. When I wake up on vacation, I think I'm late for something because yeah, you, the sun is out. And you're like, whoa. You panic. See, in, in my line of work, I usually wake up around mm-hmm. the crack of 6.30 in the afternoon. So yeah. I'm used to <laughs> 6.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's your job. It's yeah. like you don't have to be to work until 8 o'clock at night. Why are you going to get up at, uh, you know. That's it. Why can't you just sit in your hotel right. half asleep for the entire day watching movies? And uh, 7% of Americans are waking up in the in the dark most of the year no matter what. That's how many said they wake up before 5 a.m. on weekdays. 68% wake up before 8 a.m. and only 13% roll out of bed after 9 o'clock. So you're... Yeah, we know where I fall. You're in the 13 Not this week, though, baby. I'm um, yeah. part of that 7%. Yeah. I, Enjoying 7%. the commute, though. No school buses. This is nice. It, it, there, it is nice when there's nobody else. Shockingly drastic difference in the time that it takes. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. It is going to be cloudy with some rain showers and then uh, precipitation mixing to rain and snow later on tonight. In the lower Pioneer Valley, going to see some heavy snow in the hill towns. Uh, anywhere from 10 to 20 inches, depending on what elevation you're at. Down here in the valley, 0 to 3 inches, yes. they're saying. Uh, 37 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. Comatics, a division. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 852, and Tom Petty on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be, uh, uh, well, it's going to be cloudy until late this afternoon, then a mixed precipitation of uh, rain and ice, and then heavy and wet snow. Uh, overnight in the higher portions of the Pioneer Valley, 10 to 20 inches. Down here, eh, zero to three.
It's uh, 37 right now in downtown Springfield. Comedian Marty Caproni is in here uh, filling in for Bax as Bax is out sick. Bax is not dead. Bax did not get fired. <laughs> he's just out sick. That's it. Well, he's That's like Ferris Bueller, though. When he's sick, everyone wants to know. You know, everyone loves Bax. Yeah, I saw the big balloon out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> save Baxy on the, on the outside. Uh, there was a, I was reading a story here. Uh, what would you do if you saw your job posted online for like $30,000 more? I would quit and reapply, I think, right? That would be the move. A uh, 25-year-old woman in New York noticed that her company posted a job listing for the same job she does, a tech writer, and the advertised pay was a lot more than she was making. It was 32000 to $90,000 more. <laughs> oh, my God. To make things worse, she'd been trying to get a salary bump for months without any luck, so she applied for the new gig. She tweeted about it, and it went viral. The company responded by taking the listing down and then reposting it as a separate job. They Then they claimed it was an internal posting and wasn't meant for anyone to apply externally. Well, that's an awkward uh, That's an awkward morning at work, huh? And then, then they floated talk about possible layoffs at the company. Oh, great. <laughs> it's unclear what madness was going on behind the scenes, but the woman says she hasn't been contacted about her application for the new higher-paying job, and she actually expects to be fired for drawing so much attention to this fiasco. We are going to have a layoff of one. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a layoff of one. It sounds like she'll be okay, though. She's using this unexpected attention to promote a book of poetry she put out last year, and now it's selling like crazy. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, do you think she wrote a poem about it? I don't know. I need something like that. I need something like to make me instantly rich overnight uh, because I, I, I was love- wronged by a corporation. I don't think I'm the only person that feels this way, Steve. I think I would love a book of poetry if you could do one. I think it would be an amazing book. Me? Yeah, I think you're a great poet. I think you and you could write about the Peloton, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to put you in the spot. A Peloton haiku. <laughs> Roses are red. Yeah. <laughs> Violets are blue. This Peloton has goo. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, I mean, you know, with all the images they show you, oh, it's kind of like watching. It's kind of like watching. It's it's like watching Skinamax. Remember when you were a kid? Yeah. Remember when you were a kid and you, and you went over to somebody's house and you oh, tried to get the Playboy was, channel by uh, putting the TV between channel the slide, three and four? Yeah, between and, the yeah. little green lines yeah. and everything. And then sure, every, yeah. every once in a while you could see a boob or so yeah. uh, or somebody uh, saying something. And then when you got older, you went to Spencer's and you got a couple colored lights for your room just so you could relive your childhood, the first lady you took home. Yeah, I know exactly what you're Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that must have been just you. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's how I roll. Well, I... I I feel like we got to find something for you. We got to find something that the that the audience demands that they're interested that you could publish and get rich quick. Um, well, I got all those Kim Kardashian things written down done over the years. A, a book could, of Caitlyn Jenner poetry we, would be great. We too. could, you know. Well, well, I never got that done dirty with your mother, Chris Kim. But, uh, you know. <laughs> we could do it. I could do an audio book. Yeah. See, you know? I, uh, you know, all I got is uh, plugging my stupid show there on Thursdays at Loft and uh, and the grand opening, which is March 24th and 25th with uh, Kellen Erskine. You used to so, work for a, a a company, and I'm going to call you out on this. Oh, you can you can do yeah, it, please. Because uh, this was the worst thing that I ever got involved in. You work for a place called Yellow Book. I Are they still in business, by the way? Uh, Yellow Book, I believe, is out of business. Yeah. Uh, when I was there, they went through a brand change to yeah. Haibu. 
Yeah. And then promptly, uh, then they promptly filed yeah. organizations of restructuring yeah. in England. So, so bankruptcy. This, I mean, I just paint a little picture here for you. So Marty's uh, this young whippersnapper of a salesman I from Haibu. I was. And uh, he and I just start my DJ business, and he says, "Yeah, you know, uh, I get this great deal for you." They'll do all the. Uh, they'll give you a number. Yes, it was. It was track the calls. Track and, all the calls. And you only paid for the leads you got. Right. So if it was a wrong number, you wouldn't have to pay. Correct. Well, guess what? <laughs> Try. Good luck getting a hold of somebody in Haibu to take those uh, phone calls that weren't. Uh, part of uh, the advertising piece and trying to not pay, what is it, $50 for every call that came through? Yeah, I think it was like $22, uh, $22 for you in the DJ category. But yeah. I will say this. The uh, Yellow Pages up until that time had worked tremendously. Yeah. No one saw Google really coming the way it was coming. But uh, what ended up happening was um, uh, that pilot program you were one of three people that i put on that program mm -hmm. and uh, they all had similar experiences and then therefore i left uh yellow book and went yeah. over to the digital services yeah. side and of Haibu. my point of contact was now gone and then i had to uh <laughs> basically go into collection from well, Haibu. well that was like 15 years ago well so, still you know, that's a lot that's I, a lot I, you, you still owe me 22 bucks for I, one of the calls <laughs> i will pay you yeah i will pay you after my check clears for there this gig uh, again, uh, if you've been hearing a different voice here, it's Marty Cap comedian Marty Caproni who's sitting in for Baxa as Baxa is is ill for a couple of days, but he will be back sometime. He's, I don't he's know when be exactly fine. when. He'll Hope be he's fine. listening at home. He's probably not. Probably not. He probably not is good. He's probably sleeping. <laughs> That's what I would be doing. I, I hope listen, when I'm at when I'm not here, I don't listen to the show. No, it's, it's like one of those things. Like you're you're taking a day off. You shouldn't have to. Yeah, it's thinking about work, right? Because here's the thing: if I sit here and listen. I'll notice something screw up. So that means that I'll have to get involved. And then you're angry and you're on yeah. the phone. I was on vacation a couple of weeks ago and I heard I was sitting in a in a a repair shop, a car repair shop. Yeah. Oh, that's so that how unique. Was yes. That? Well, what, no, but it wasn't from my car. Oh, okay. All right. Good. Uh but but I was sitting in a in a car repair shop and uh and I hear over and they have Rock 102 on and yeah. I hear something uh, screwed up and then all of a sudden I'm texting the boss and I'm like, "Why am I texting the boss? I'm on vacation." Yeah. This isn't your. It's not you your know fire why? to put out. Because I'm a company man. You and are. I care. I, I care. I care deeply. It's uh, 8:59 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Yeah, baby. Let's go.